Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues. We're with Skullboy the Band. We're going to talk to the band in Oahu after we talk about Flash Jam. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, most interesting, and fun live music show to hit the scene probably in 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam, it's a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, compete for recognition and awards. Whether you're new to the stage or you're an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an excellent and exciting platform for collaborating and showcasing your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion of the same song. So you might like a Creedence song, and this guy might like that same Creedence song, and that guy might like that same Creedence song. You all come together on the stage, uh, do the song in that show together. And the audience participates by voting for their favorite musical combinations. It's all there. Flash Jam. Flashjam.com. Coming to a market near you. Welcome to the show. And yeah. welcome to the show, Reef and Kevin and Brian and Sam. Hey, hey. hey how's it? Skullboy in the house. Yeah. Skullboy in the house. Tell me about Skullboy, man. What is Skullboy? Skullboy, uh, it, it's like, well, we're, we're a party punk band from Oahu. We've been uh -huh. described as that, a yeah. party punk band. Yeah. A party punk we don't band. What does that mean, really? We don't, yes. Yeah, so some someone kid, someone some gave it to us. Some kid called us that, and I was like, that sounds pretty cool because we go, we definitely go for uh, rock and roll origin, but uh, we get a little uh, dirty, I would say. Yeah, we get a little <laughs> Blink 182 kind of just party fun weirdness going on, I yeah. guess. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, party fun weirdness. I got the name from uh, the, the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. I saw a poster that said Skullboy in the background. How funny. Yeah, and I was like, that, that, "That's it, that's it." <laughs> I'm a schoolboy. I was just watching uh, uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man Part Two, the one with uh, Andrew Garfield. Tom yeah, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and uh, he's Electric. at graduation. He's wearing a, a Thrasher T-shirt. I'm like, I don't know if that's a band, but that's a hell of a name for a band. <laughs> Thrasher. I think Thrasher's a skate company. I'm gonna look yeah. to the people who Thrasher. 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 Thrasher is. Yeah, okay. But oh, I, I think there's room for a band to be started because no one's claimed that. So party punk. So party just means you bring a lot of energy. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely energy. high energy. Yeah, we try to we try to definitely bring a lot of yeah gusto to the shows. I guess try to wake you up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the way the lyrics flow, there's always just like a funness to it. Right. Oh, a lot yeah. of shouting, a lot of gang vocals. You yeah. know, a lot of uh, sing-alongs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like video games. yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of, for the first couple songs we recorded, it, it, a lot of it is like video game uh, references and like, uh, but also about just like, I don't know, tying those video game references into actual it's motions. Like kind of a concept album. Too. Yeah. He's got his whole plan of this guy who sells his soul to the devil to become a rock star. Classic rock and roll story, you know? A lot of big yeah, dreams, like... a lot of high ambitions at a school boy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the Robert Johnson story right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, except we're trying to capture more punk, punk, the punk equivalent of uh, right yeah, yeah. And who writes your music? Do you guys all corroborate? Collect 
I'd say pretty collectively. Yeah, it's pretty collective. I mean, like, it'll, a lot of times, I think the songwriting process for us is like someone will come just with an idea, like, I'll come with a riff or yeah. riff will have some vocals, and then we just kind of take it in the band room and just I jam hear, it out. For I, a while. I hear the riff Kevin plays, and the lyrics just like immediately just project in my mind. I'm like, no that's kidding. where we're going with that. Yeah, so it's very organic. Definitely not a lot of, uh, like, we don't, I guess, we don't really like try to, like, I don't know, uh, brainstorm too hard. Like, we definitely yeah. want it to just feel like it's going to kind of come off the top. Yeah. And Sammy, you and Brian, uh, a lot of times the the bass and drums got to be in sync before anybody. I, you know, bass is just another, it's just another percussion instrument with strings, you know. So a lot of music starts there. Do you guys sometimes do the same thing instead of a, a riff or instead of a lyric? You start saying. I think it's almost reverse, actually, for us. Like, really? We come up with like a lyric or a guitar riff, and then Brian and I, find the beat right along with yeah and i do um we've been right like we've been playing together for a while so it's pretty like once i kind of come up with a guitar riff or guitar part brian really knows how to like latch on like he definitely understands like in my mind what the drums should have sound like there Uh i think just because we've been jamming together for you know a couple of years now so it's definitely a lot easier for us to just kind of like sync up um and then yeah i mean sam's actually really new to the band he's only been with us for a couple of months but he's been like again like we kind of knew he would work yeah, out because Sam's the man together too, though, like, definitely still we're still learning how to write together two of our new songs do start with drum and bass intro though yeah. uh what are they called uh i need a hit oh yeah yeah smoke weed every day how about that i don't have that one recorded yet but i'm really excited to share that which one is it what's it called oh smoke weed every day it's not like, in reference it doesn't have to be in reference to anything as far as those are just words and I, but i mean I, I, what i particularly but like about it is it's a, a funk song you, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> i mean you can't say that on that i can't say that on every day brian do you smoke no no actually i've never smoked weed. we're trying no nobody nobody smokes weed where it's illegal yeah that's you just go to the legal states like vermont missouri it's cool vermont that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah, I think what Reef was kind of talking about, though. Yeah, that song is kind of a bit more of a funk song, too, which is really fun. So, like, oh, that's I think, fun. Yeah, we, we, we really don't actually try to, like, think about our, think about writing songs too much in specific genres. We really just kind of write, like, whatever we think sounds fun. Um, and what are then, people moving? Yeah, that yeah. one's a dance, a dance vibe. And, like, I was listening to one of our recordings from a show recently, and I, I heard that Reef was singing in French at one point. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. It's, it's kind of chaos. It's fun. fun. It's, it's, it's amazing. Bring some, like, talking head style uh, yeah. influence into it. I, I, uh, I've, I've always been, like, a big fan of the lyricism in a lot of uh, music. That, that's really yeah. what captures me the most. So I leave a lot of, like, the actual music composition to them because they know exactly what they're doing. Uh-huh. And I, I can just kind of focus on getting creative and uh, weird with lyrics. <laughs> creative, weird, one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to think outside the box. It's just so fascinating because I talk to so many different songwriters, and I, I've said this a number of times, you can line up 100 songwriters and have 70 different styles of yeah. their process. And there'll be some, and the other 30 are an amalgamation of these two guys or these three guys or these three women or whatever, you know, but there's no set pattern. And I find it fascinating how many moving parts there are to writing a song and how such good work comes out of that when there's no defined way of how to make milk, you know? (laughs) Right. For sure. 
So Revolver Ocelot is the first song we're going to play, and I've been dying to ask what the hell that's about. <laughs> it's based on... <laughs> well, the title is a reference to a uh, science fiction video game called Metal Gear Solid. It's an action game uh, okay. in which the future is controlled by artificial intelligence that's manipulating American society. It came out back in 1990, so it was a little prescient. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah and wow. uh, it, it, the one of the antagonists of the game is a really cool dude named Revolver Ocelot. He has spun a web of deceit, and he, he's playing like all sides, essentially. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I wrote it from the perspective of just someone you can't trust, or calling out someone you can't trust. Right. That's the emotional core there. Calling My favorite out part someone of you can't trust. Okay. Yeah. Playing the song live is that grief will start explaining it, but because it's a very, it's a long explanation at some point, I'll just go just one, two, three, four. But no, it's, that's actually, yeah, the, the lyrics definitely match a lot to so what you're talking about. That's the whole story, damn. Yeah. That's scary <laughs> things in body bags. You kind of, you, you remind me of, like, you, you have like the same facial hair as Revolver Ocelot and the same like moxie that he does. Yeah, you oh, kind of really? got, got a similar look. Yeah. Do you spin now revolvers? I, now you gotta, spin? <laughs> can I spin revolvers? Like, can you shoot? Yeah, that's, can you like, that's his thing. That's like, no, his but thing. I, I have been working on doing the Doc Holiday shot glass thing. Oh shoot! Ah. Oh, okay. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, but I, he's I, got I, he's got shirts. a handle on his little teacup. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to do it free you know freehand with a shot. That's glass. close enough. You, you, yeah, you got the Revolver Ocelot energy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got Ocelot in my blood. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually the first uh, song that Skullboy wrote as a band. I know. Um, Kevin oh, okay. presented the riff, and th this was one where as soon as I heard it, I just knew where I wanted to go with the lyrics. And I looked at the, yeah, it just, uh, first draft lyrics and uh, I think we got it. Yeah. It was a really simple riff too. I mean, it was like really just slamming on like an E power chord and then kind of like moving up the like What's E the minor theory? scale a little bit. Yeah. Music theory is just like as simple as you can get. But I think, you know, I think for a lot of schoolboy stuff too, like we, it's fun to kind of keep it simple because I feel like that lets us kind of get, you know, a little bit more expressive in other parts of the song. I think for like a lot of the guitar riffs that, that I do with schoolboy, it's like, um, just simple but fun. Like I, I again, I take it back to like a lot of Blink One Eighty Two riffs. Like they're very, they're you know almost like they, he said they're kind of like nursery rhymes, but like on guitar. But like you have good tone. You, you make sure the tone. is Oh yeah, well you got to make sure the tone is on point. You got to make sure. Uh... Well, we're gonna check out. We're gonna check out the tone of this song here, Revolver Ocelot. This is Skullboy, the band from Oahu, Hawaii, and the song Revolver Ocelot. Yeah. 
Skullboy the Band, and that song is Revolver Ocelot. We were talking just before the break about tone. At least yeah. uh, Ke Kevin was talking about it. Well, And we've all done this, all right? You find that perfect tone. You're looking and looking, searching, you're tweaking, and all of a sudden you get that tone, right? And then the club owner comes over and says, um, you're a little too loud or could, you know, something. So now you have to change everything that you've been spending all evening trying to achieve that tone, you know, where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage plexi circuit. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, has digital reverb, a tube buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a Plexi does at volumes that range from whisper all the way to concert level volumes and designed to be played at those lower volumes. The two channels each have their own gain and master control, but they share the EQ. It's a cool, cool amp, and you can play, you can get that tone at that low volume without having to fudge around anymore. You got to check it out. Landry Amps. I've got a YouTube channel where you can see all of Bill's collection, if you would. Everything that they make at Landry Amps, you can see on the YouTube channel or check them out on their website. It's LandryAmps.com. L-A-N-D-R-Y Amps. Not Laundry Amps, like my typo here says. <laughs> We're back with Skullboy. Skullboy the band, or do you guys just go by Skullboy? We go by both. We go by both. Sometimes a lot of people call it schoolboy. We're not schoolboy. We get schoolboy a lot. I, I, I almost did that. I was going to say that, that you could mispronounce it so easily. It's how we pronounce school. I think we make it sound too much like school. That's better diction. Skull. 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 Yeah, get back up to Boston there. Schoolboy <laughs> here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Schoolboy at Bar Harbor. Oh, we had that conversation earlier. <laughs> Describe like if people ask me what the name of the band is, I say Skullboy, like the thing that's in your head, and a small man, you know, like a pre-adolescent man. Small human child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Skullboy. Kevin, you and Brian have been together for a few years. You said were you in another oh, yeah. project together? Actually, the original lineup and um, yeah. What's your buddy Noah? I want to give him. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've probably been together for two, three well, let's years. Think. Well, we started playing guitar at the start of me. Me and Kevin both really got into playing guitar uh, at the start of the pandemic. Right, like, hobby. Oh, really? I played a death metal band uh, like 10 years ago. And then after that fizzled out, I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. But then I need something to do, channel all my energy. So I was yeah. like, our time, I got all the time in the world. Yeah, with the pandemic. And so after we got, uh, I got good and Kevin got better, we uh, decided <laughs> to start a band. And uh, uh, yeah, I met Brian um, at a, we, I used to go to these little jams uh, that my guitar teacher would host and, you know, you could jam around with a couple other musicians from his class and Brian was just playing the drums to help fill in because he's in another band with my guitar teacher and I was playing, what was that riff? It was, glory. It was I was playing a newfound glory riff and a pop punk band, a pop punk uh -huh. band and, I, and Brian definitely knew what I was doing. And I remember him looking at the guitar teacher who they're in a band together and he's like, we should cover this song. Uh -huh. And then my guitar like no i don't think so and i was like hey do you want to join a band where <laughs> we'll definitely play this song yeah. um and we still play it uh yeah so that was like two three years ago and say, yeah i was like two. two two yeah all right yeah it was about two years ago but uh -huh. yeah we've been kind of jammed ever since yeah and then i'm these fuckers bartender oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, <laughs> the bar our favorite bartender <laughs> the dime that we always play anna ryan's um shout out to anna's um so, and then, yeah, I knew he played bass for a long time, and then we lost our bassist um, for a while. We kind of, bass, our bass 
position has always been in and out. So, um, you know, I reached out to Sam, and he's been a super, super good fit ever since. Yeah, he's yeah. staying. He's been the last plan. <laughs> he's got staying power. He's been there for more than a week now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's like a new record, just about. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, and uh, does he get all the base jokes? You guys give him all the base jokes. No, no. There's too much. There's they too much. Uh, pretty thick. I'm a former baby myself, so I, I can't do that to someone. So that's they, right. Show some, okay, show no. some, show some mercy <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Oh, uh, Brian heard of the band playing bass. Uh, even though oh. he had like a full drummer background. Uh, yeah. You yeah, want to try something new? I guess. Yeah, we just wanted to try some switch it up, and uh, their friend was was learning drums. I was learning bass. We were like, let's try that out. And then um, eventually we kind of, that, that stopped. Right. <laughs> we found our way back we, to we realized that like, oh, Brian's actually a super good drummer. Yeah. And I mean, you're like a fine bassist, but like your, your skills in drums were significant. <laughs> so I let me just... ask you, let me ask you this. Uh, and I've asked other Hawaiian guests that are this, and it came from actually uh, from Alaska. Uh because Alaska is such a big landmass, but it's sparsely populated. You've got Anchorage, and you've got Juneau, and you've got some small towns, but you can't get anywhere. It's 18 hours to get from Juneau to Anchorage, you know, by car, as, as I understand it. And so you're pretty much playing in your area. Oahu is not that big. I mean, it's, it's so small, they don't call it Big Island, okay? That's a different one. Right. But the guys I've talked to on Big Island say the same thing, that you've got to travel all the way around the island so you don't burn out and your audience doesn't burn out. And I'm wondering what's it like in Oahu. And then it's kind of a specialty. I mean, not that you go by party punk, but, you know, it's kind of a special niche, if you would. Yeah. We've uh, we got a couple of venues in Honolulu that we uh, bounce around. Between oh, and okay. And next door. There's, there's a handful for sure. And I think because... I mean, Oahu is small, but it has a, uh, you know, the highest population uh, in all the uh, Hawaiian islands. Um, so, yeah, Oahu's population is, um, yeah, just over a million. Um, so it's really small, but there, and it, it's very, very much a transient population. Like, you'll get a lot of people coming and going. So it's kind of nice. You get, a, you get some new faces, some fresh blood. But I mean, yeah, yeah for the most part, the, the joke is like, you can tour Oahu in a, in like a, a day, right? Like, there's like, you know, there's a handful of venues where you can kind of play at. Like, you'll you'll end up. We play at the same the same three or four spots pretty regularly. But I want to give a shout out to North Shore Sounds. I, I went out to a concert this dude was setting up in uh, my hometown of Wailua this past weekend, and it's like I'm so used to Wailua being dead on a Friday night, uh-huh. but he had people there. And yeah. it, it was rocking. He had a bunch of like uh, indie rock groups. And I'm like, oh, cool. ooh, I want in. And this was where. Uh, so on the North shore of Oahu, uh, Ke- Kevin and I are actually both from the North shore. Okay. Uh, and I'm in a little, uh, town called Mokalea, which is right next to Wailua. Right. Well, it, okay. it's like a sugar mill uh, yeah. plantation town. And it's very slow. It's very, it's, you know, the countryside of the island. So it's, um, yeah. there's not a lot to do. You know, it's how songs like I Smoke Weed Every Day come about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot to do over I'm just there. Out, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's very it, nice. It, it's such a wonderful peace of mind just seeing gorgeous mountains, open beaches, nice. blue sea. 
Well, I've been to, I've been to Hawaii once, and I was in at Kona on the Big Island. Oh, and nice. when you go from one cable to another, oh, zip okay. lining, zip line. Thank you. Yeah. And, and one of the coolest things, though, uh, well, on the way up there, we were talking to somebody. I think when we were there, they were saying that on Big Island there are thirteen climates in the world, and you'll find eleven of them on yep. Big Island, which I thought yeah. was pretty fascinating. But I was ziplining, and I'm going like this across a ravine. All of a sudden, my zipline turns, and as it turns, I'm facing a waterfall coming down oh, wow. this mountain. Just amazing. They said it's set up that way, so that when you're going on the zipline, just inertia causes your body to turn that way. And just as you turn, boom, right in front of this gigantic waterfall. Amazing. So uh, Oahu then can support a band and can support it to play. How often? How often? Do you play out? You said you hit the same three or four places. How often do you play? Uh, maybe like once or twice a month. If yeah. we're if we're if we're kind of right, cooking, yeah. we want to do once a week is the goal. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd love we'd love to gig more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when it's like the it is a similar crowd, like especially the punk scene. That's it's yeah, it's a very uh, you see the same faces. You know, like it, when you're when you involve yourself in the scene for more than a month, you pretty much know everybody in the scene. Like it's uh, it's pretty tight knit. So you know, you don't want to. There is that, you know, a lot of bands who do play out a lot, it's like, it's tough because you really do see the same, you know, you're at the same bar as you're at the, you the same yeah, It is a scene, people just like going out to the bars and yeah. out with the bands and just hanging out, drinking and just promoting. Right. Yeah, it's like it's a comfortable vibe. thing, yeah, yeah, for them to do, like hang out with the bands and like, you know, you'll see the same people at the same shows, but for them, it's almost like, you know, just the thing to do on a Friday, kind of. Right. I mean, you got to keep it fresh, so that's why you keep writing the music, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's but, what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever do? Uh, do you ever do any covers? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what covers do you? Yeah, we do like Weezer. Um, we've we've done some Weezer. We, we're doing a Bouncing Souls yeah. cover, Mantham. Um, we're we're gonna work on. Um, uh, I wanted to work on Paper Wings by oh, yeah. Rise Against today. So we'll we'll definitely do like uh, a lot of pop punk alternative covers uh -huh. um we did a Miranda cosgrove song for a little bit really um yeah we will take some songs and just kind of turn them into punk songs because it turns out it's not really that hard to do oh, that schoolboy uh, <laughs> you throw some power chords behind it and, and get the drums really pumping and we had a, a punk band do uh what hit me baby it? one more time yeah it's punk actually, band do it Dude. Was it Hit Me Baby or Oops, I Did It Again? Was it Toxic? Oh, Toxic is such a good song. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Like a very song. I would love to try to do to cover that. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's a lot of fun to kind of turn those, like, just, like, you know, normal, like, pop hits. And because everyone knows those songs, too, they're a little bit more easy for people to latch onto at a show than, like, right. you know, some obscure punk songs. So. You're giving us ideas, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave that idea to somebody else already from a, uh, another island. I'll just say the cause and cause of affliction, cause and affliction. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, we know cause of affliction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, so I hey. shared that with them. Nice. I, All right. Well, I, I shared it with them, and Simone, of course, stole, stole the show. <laughs> <laughs> Simone is a robot, and so anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, liquid yeah. snakes. What on earth are liquid snakes? Well, Liquid Snake is also uh, a villain from the Metal Gear Solid video game. These okay. two songs actually uh, bleed right into each other. They, they uh, it's like one long song. Yeah, we, we we play right into one another essentially. Okay. And so 
Liquid Snake is an insurrectionist who's trying to overthrow the government. Uh, again, this is a game back from the 1990s. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of like a pessimistic nihilist. And so I try to capture that point of view, just a chaotic need to destroy from uh, that type of dude's perspective. He's just I, here to part. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's the refrain of the song. Is, yeah. I'm just here to saying all these terrible yeah. things he's planning to do, but he's just here to party because he does not care. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, he is a liquid snake, or is liquid snake his character name? A, oh, yeah, so... He's just a man. I can, I can get into it. Well, it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's part of the Foxhound Unit, which was the lead operative uh, squad deployed by the United States government for... Okay. Uh, terroristic control. However, they decided to revolt against uh, the government because they felt that they were being misused. Uh, so they like to write songs about cool dudes. Yeah. Is kind of, I guess, <laughs> what we're kind of coming at. Liquid Snake is the evil but, clone of the protagonist, Solid Snake. <laughs> gotcha. Good. Followed yeah. that like uh, a divorce hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to give it a listen. This is Skullboy the Band and the song Liquid Snake. <laughs> Liquid Snakes on the Music of America podcast with Skullboy the Band from Oahu. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we'll be back with Skullboy the Band after I talk to you about B Normous Productions. B Normous Productions have been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Vierhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loves the most, which is production. After tutelage under Jordan Valeria, he opened up his own place in Millican, Colorado. High-end instruments, high-end tools are on hand to make you sound as well as you want, as good as you want. In fact, 
His goal is to make you compete with your own favorite records. That's his one goal, for you to look and sound as pro as possible. So go make some records. Be Normous Productions. BeNormousProductions.com. You can find them on Facebook. Skullboy the band, where do you guys record? Uh, we record with our buddy Joey Green from Wailua in Green Room Studios. Is that where we uh, are today? No, we're, today we're in Fat Cat We're in Chinatown. We're in a dirty Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin's studio. Hey, okay, all right. Quaint. It's quaint. It, yes, the building is terrifying, and yes, there's probably crime happening on the fifth floor. But just don't go up there. Uh, yeah, and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We recorded with uh, we recorded with our buddy Joey Green. Um, he's also like so. We're all like alumni from Wailua High School. Uh, we all okay. went to school. Um, he's a really great guy. Well, well us and Joey, these guys are all. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so these guys did. But um, yeah, no, Joey Green is a good friend from. Yeah, I mean, like again, like Wilo is a very small community, very country. So you know, I go to his house like for Thanksgiving every year. Um, so <laughs> he's a really great guy, and he gave us a super good deal. He's kind of like a hardcore uh, legend in uh, the Hawaii music scene, like okay. hard uh, punk music. Yeah, it's because he's like seven feet tall, and you can see him he's at very, every single show. He's, he's very. <laughs> like a powerful like energy to him just like calming super nice yeah, yeah. real nice yeah. guy it was funny too I, I remember when we were recording uh our ep that we we at first we were kind of messing around with recording it you know track by track kind of with a with a click and all that you know doing it i guess what would probably be considered like the right way yeah but uh we just had a lot more fun doing live takes uh and so we, we actually ended up just doing live takes and then he kind of took it in the back and really hammered it down but we really couldn't get the band to like do it in a more organized fashion like i feel like we just had to we just had play to feel we'll, yeah we'll, we had to we'll play it live. live we'll do it live and we had to feel the energy kind of in the room like i think it was kind of interesting to me like that's really how important that energy is to schoolboys. that like yeah. it's really hard for us to even do these parts by ourselves because we need to be feeding off like one each other well yeah i was curious about that when you do because doing live is is one thing but when you go into a studio and you put the headphones on and it's just you and you're listening to everybody else it's just it's hard to get that that live feeling get that mojo right. going you know definitely unless, unless you're a drummer unless you're a drummer you know. <laughs> brian <laughs> what what <laughs> i mean it's uh, like the, the drummer can always bring it home <laughs> well we, we it was so new to us all uh playing to a click track metronome and which which I think we're getting better at for sure, but so we just we just scrapped it because um, it was just too much trouble. I think we we were sounding very good without it, so we just kept we just we just went without it. Yeah, I think it's funny too, like playing with the click. It really does like bring home like, oh wow, your tempo changes a lot during the song, and like yeah. we're just used to the we tempo change. Yeah. yeah, like we've just been you know that's just how we've been doing the song. But when you're playing to a click, all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, okay, so this part. <laughs> speeding up or dropping it's just interesting you know um but like i think for a lot of punk bands especially like a lot of indie punk it's i think like uh these more live recordings and stuff i think they're a little bit i don't want to say more common but um definitely definitely more common compared to like a lot of like more mainstream pop stuff or you know you really you you do every single track and you do every single source of audio um because i think it just kind of fits again that energy like a lot of a lot of punk bands like i think without realizing it you probably do like a lot of like tempo changes because it's just a very like emotional or like i don't know you just put a lot of it's emotion a visceral yeah it's very visceral i guess yeah. uh, i, I want to say we recorded uh all four songs on the ep in four hours 
Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> They're kind of exhausting after we were tough, but, but I was also pretty stoked on yeah, the experience. We, yeah, we definitely, um, we definitely, we had about enough money for one day of recording, so we were like, we're just going to get this done yeah. today. We're going to make it in four hours. Oh and my two hours. They're like, yeah, this can't, this isn't financially going to work. Let yeah. it be done. Let's, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, Sam, had you been in the studio before? I'm not with these boys, but I actually do have some pretty good um, experience back in San Diego and in Corona, California, oh. with a producer, Ryan Greider, I got to work with. But What band was that? Uh, I was playing with a band called So Far Gone at the time, and we did, we were a San Diego pop punk band. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did... Huh. And it was a really fun experience, and we had played together since high school as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see if I can smack a little stuff <laughs> and show them how to record properly really cool. at yeah. some point. But yeah, we haven't had a chance as the four of us yet to record anything. We're, so. we're getting more songs together. I, I think we're almost uh, mm -hmm. there. I'm ready whenever you guys are. <laughs> Uh -huh. So how so, does yeah. that go down? Does somebody just say, hey, I got something, let's get together? Or do you have a set routine schedule? Like we every Thursday we get together, we practice. And if we don't have anything new, then we go over the old stuff or what? Yeah, so we, we, we jam like every week. We do like every Sunday, uh, God's Day, you know. So yeah, we <laughs> praise with our, with our rock and roll. Um, but yeah, no, and it, it, we have been playing a little bit of catch up because Sam is pretty new. So, and we have about, Maybe ten or ten to twelve originals. So we're kind of like, and we already played one show together too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After like what one practice, it was one, practice two practices. Together. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah, that was one of our more fun shows for sure. Um, but yeah, so we've been playing catch up a little bit, uh, and I think once you know we've been talking about getting a full album together and maybe re-recording some of our EP songs yeah. into into more of a full thing. But it's really yeah, just once we have enough material that we're really like happy with. I think songs that we really want to like. Uh, you know, invest in and record. What's a Skullboy show go about? About an hour, 45 minutes, two hours? What do you usually do? I think we do about 45 most of the time. We want to do more than that. But we we did an hour show. Uh, we've done a couple hour shows, and those are always fun. I, I personally prefer a shorter set. I love like a just high energy, a high energy yeah. 30 minute set. That's really like my, I feel like that's my sweet spot because. Then I feel like I can get all out there. When you do an hour set, it's like forty-five minutes in. I'm just tired. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Because I think we move a lot too, and really, we really try to get into it. And when you, when you're really moving around that much, it's like a cardiovascular activity. You're running a little bit of a marathon with the hour sets. We wanted yeah. to get punching, but a fun <laughs> punch in the face, right? <laughs> but that's that's so true. When you bring the kind of energy you guys bring, how do right. you? do that for two and a half hours yeah no that well now i want to try <laughs> I, I feel like it's a challenge that i have to attempt <laughs> taylor swift's out there doing it every I night know. i know yeah Can I she's ripped man she's she's she's, she's in shape man yeah. i feel like i'd be in better shape if i was playing those sets every day yeah do you uh do you guys do any ballads do you have a, a slow love song kind of thing Oh, yeah. Dreamland. We used to do the song called Dreamland Deluxe, and that was a little bit more of a ballad um, that started real slow. It was actually pretty much one big buildup until about the last 30 seconds, but it was like a... The last 30 seconds was the, probably the hardest, fastest section of any song we do. Right. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it's like a four-minute buildup, too. It's like a really long, like... Uh, slow, but 
Yeah, we haven't played that one in a little bit. Again, we've been kind of playing catch up with a lot of our originals, just kind of relearning them for for Sam, but then also for us. Um, we started writing some new ones though in the process. Yeah, we did. So it's <laughs> just juggling all the plates. Yeah, we just do it comes naturally. I was thinking of uh, the band Extreme, and I don't know if you heard the story Extreme, but they they're a pretty heavy metal band, and uh, the producer came up to him and said, "You're one trick pony. Your sound is all starting to sound the same." I said, then what do you mean? He says, well, do a ballad, do a love song, do something like that. And they came out with a song called More Than Words. And that hit on all the charts, you know, the top, probably a top five song, if not a number one song. Beautiful yeah. love ballad with uh, two-part harmonies and everything. And then you you look at their album and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they proved that they could they could do more than just heavy metal. And right. I think that that's what we have to do as musicians sometimes is push ourselves, like you were saying, push ourselves a little harder to do something different, to do something new. We actually, when we started the band, we had a list of roles, and I can't remember them all. Rule number one, though, or wait. There is no yeah, club. <laughs> rule was don't, don't, don't put Skullboy in a box. Rule okay. two was all filler, no filler. Yeah. Um, we had a sheet somewhere with all yeah, yeah, a sheet of rules. I never saw the we, oh, yeah. we stopped making rules when we made a rule that all the rules had to rhyme, we're and, then we're, and then it was becoming too much work to to make all the rules rhyme together. I rule five, yeah, it started to go off the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I like the I idea of the the theme oriented album. The and now I understand how River Ocelot and Liquid Snakes tie together. Yeah. Hipster Rock is the next song. Does that tie in with this somehow? This one's not tied into this okay. this is this is actually the first song that uh i wrote uh when i was uh after i started playing around with the guitar my first punk song presented to kevin he threw a cool riff down and then uh brian figured out the beats and some timing and it just kind of came together into uh, what, the, what are the lyrics about what did you say the lyrics is about someone shallowing struggling with shallow aspirations thinking that they could be something better than what they are but not not quite a good person, right? A hip, yeah, a, the shallow side of current hipster culture. Like it's like it's kind it's of a like condemnation, a sarcastic. Like where he's like kind of ask, asking people, "If I do these crazy things, will you appreciate me more?" Kind of thing. Brian gets yeah. it. No Bri Bri Brian learns better than I. <laughs> Brian, get nice. your pen out and start writing. Song <laughs> hands down. Every once in every once in a while, we'll be playing songs, and I'll like, I'll really listen to Reef singing. I'll be like, oh, that's what that means. Like, I like put the I put the lyrics together like mid song. Sometimes, like after we've been playing them for like six months, I'm like, oh, I don't see the lyrics. It's all a mystery. You have to hear it and feel it. That's funny. You have to experience it. You can't just hear it. You have to experience uh, uh, the hipster rock, for example. So, your experience working. Let's let's all have that experience together, shall we? This is Skullboy the band and their song Hipster Rock.
Hipster Rock with Skullboy the Band, Reef, and Kevin, and Brian, and Sam. Make up Skullboy the Band, and this is the segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So let's start with you, Reef. Uh, where can we Where can we get your music? How can we buy your music? How can we support Skullboy? Oh, you can buy the music on iTunes or Bandcamp.com, but you don't have to buy it. I just want people to listen to it and enjoy it and share it with people. That, that's what matters to me is get, getting people to just hear us. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's it's. Do you guys want to make money from music? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to make money. Oh, yeah. Buy it on iTunes or stream it on Spotify. Schoolboy's here to sell out. Absolutely. We have a song about selling out. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Schoolboy, the band. We're, we have Instagram. Schoolboy, the band. There we go. I'm on Instagram. At, Hi, my name is Reed. <laughs> Kevin. What about um, yeah. uh, shows coming up? Shows coming up or festivals or anything like that? Performances that people are, that are listening that are on the island today might want to come check you guys out in the next couple of weeks or months or whatever. Where will they find you? Next, the oh, uh, no, no Irish, Irish, Irish Rose. Rose. Oh, Irish Rose. Yeah, so we have a show on August 17th at the, or sorry, September 16th at the Irish Rose in Waikiki. Um, it's kind of at the beginning of Waikiki. It's a once a month punk show. So if you want to see some other really cool punk bands, um, there's going to be a lot of good local talent there. It's being put on by a guy named Mike, who's a big, uh, Mike Smith, Mike Smith, who's a big figurehead in the punk community here. He does these once a month, uh, once a month punk shows. Uh, we will go at 1130. Cool. Uh, Sam, Sam, you're the new guy, Sam, you're the new guy. So you gotta, you gotta sell the merch. What merch do you guys have? Well, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because, yeah, I definitely want to get us doing some merch really soon here. Do you have any merch? We, we, have, stickers. Uh, we have stickers right now, but, yeah. I want to do hats. I want to do hats and shirts. I want, oh, we could make some schoolboy hats. And something cute. We all have cute girlfriends, so I want to get, a, like, something for the girls to wear. Maybe oh, some schoolboy, like, shorts yeah. or something. Yeah. All of Schoolboy. Schoolboy. And, and that that wasn't meaning anything. Those hand gestures didn't mean anything. <laughs> and Brian, what about you? What what Brian? What have we not shamelessly plugged here? You get to uh, bring up the bring up the rear and cover everything else that hasn't been covered already. Thanks. Um, uh, <laughs> that cat studio, baby. This place is wonderful, right in the beautiful heart of Chinatown. It's great. Um, easy access equipment here. Food is uh, nearby. There's a restaurant right? the nearby. Kevin Chinatown is a new up it's, it's an area of, of, of town that is. I got a Chinatown quaint, very nice and fancy, and it's a great place to take your kids. No, also, Anna O'Brien's where I bartend at. We have a hell of a crew there and a great stage, too. That That's where we got to play a sh one show already. And we're going to be booking shows at Anna O'Brien's right over here in South Shore, Honolulu as well. So come see us there. Also, we got an offer. We haven't decided on this one yet, but there is a uh, Bonsai Skate Park show memorial for the skater Kalani. Oh, I don't think I'm going to go to make that. Okay, then I probably will try. You can might, try that. I might play it myself. Yeah. Okay. Too bad that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, it, it's a memorial for Kalani David. He uh, passed away last year, and his father is setting it up for him. Sorry um, to hear that, man. He, uh, it, it's 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 going to be a beautiful and tribute. For Kalani yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been 
quite an experience. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Mahalo. Yeah. Uh, right. is, that what, is that what you say? Mahalo? Yeah. 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 He shoots Mahalo. Yeah, he shoots. <laughs> shoots <laughs> Mahalo? Yeah. We'll teach you more people from here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll teach you. Brother. I think I'm just going to say bye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom, for having us on. Thanks, guys. That was Skullboy the Band. And up next, Steve Fundy, a man of many bands. And he'll be with us as the Music of America podcast continues tomorrow. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.